my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. I hope you're doing well today as you listen to this episode. I am joined today with Kirsten Greggs. Kirsten, how are you doing? I'm good, just here on the East Coast um, in the cold. We didn't get snow this past weekend, but um, my neighbors to the north, including my family, did get a good amount of snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm just here surviving the winter. Oh my goodness. Well, I hope it passes soon. Spring should be in the air before you know it. <laughs> uh, don't go too fast now. No? no? Fast. You no. like your winters? You like winter? It's not that. I just don't want to accelerate time too quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Slow the roll. Yeah, slow the roll. Exactly. <laughs> I get you. I got you. So why don't we start by just telling everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and okay. a little bit about your HR origin story. How did you get here? Well, I am Kirsten Greggs. For those who don't know, uh, I go online as Trap Recruiter. That stands for Trusted Relationship Builder Accountable and Proactive. But the origin of that name does have some foundation in trap music, uh, mm. a human jukebox. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, we gonna have to test that out. Yeah, we, we might have to. We might have to. <laughs> uh, those type of things. So there is there is some of that in there, but it works. Yeah, um, I got my start in HR by mistake, um, m- mostly in in talent acquisition. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the year 1999 I had just moved to Northern Virginia and I was looking for something but didn't know what so I put Mm -hmm. my resume up on Monster and in preparation for Y2K there were a lot of technical recruiter jobs especially on the agency side because Uh there was you know a need for certain like help desk positions tech positions those you know more a high volume roles. Right. So I interviewed for this job and I think they liked my personality and, you know, the sales aspect. So I was, I'm a trained agency recruiter. And for those who are recruiters, they know what I mean by that. Yes. Uh, very soon after I did go into uh, government contracting just by virtue of where I live. Okay. So uh, one of the companies that we actually supported needed in-house recruiters. They didn't have any. They mm-hmm. had HR people doing recruiting. And we did such a good job that they brought uh, three or four of us over to the company. Right. So I got my start in government contracting like that. But because we were kind of an agency inside of the organization, uh-huh. we still performed and had that kind of uh, work ethic, I'll say, uh, as, okay. as opposed to people who have hit the ground running in corporate or in-house recruiting. There's just, uh-huh. a, there is a difference okay. um, in that. So 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I did that for, for a long time. I, then I will say I was fortunate enough to get laid off mm. in 2016, in the okay. summer of 2016. And, you know, I had been through TA, like various positions you know not there's not there's more than recruiter uh, in talent acquisition correct so i had done some other things again very fortunate to have worked for organizations who not only supported my growth but who who also understood where ta was going as okay. its own function uh-huh. so um I did some contract work just because of the network that I have, you know, cause I needed money, you know, I had to maintain my, my lifestyle, so to right. speak. Right. And, you know, I would do some quick recruiting work and then, you know, people would be asking me to do some of the things that I was doing in my corporate life. Like, right. you know, can you come train our recruiters really quickly? You know, really quickly. I, I say that. <laughs> you know? In commas. Right. Very uh-huh. quickly. You uh-huh. know? Can you come? Can you come? You know, help us with this system. You know, can remember those remember those reports you used to do. You know, and all this. And then one of my friends said, "Why aren't you sending these people invoices? Like, why are you doing this work for free?" Uh-huh. And I said, "What?" And I was like, "Well, I don't want to be my own company. I, I don't want to be a staffing agency." And mm-hmm. they said, "You know, again, they're like, there's more to recruiting. There's more to TA than filling jobs. Right? You do that." So do that for right. yourself. So, so I did. And here we are, um, started Trap Recruiter LLC um, officially, like uh-huh. with the license and the name and the EIN and all of that right. <laughs> right. Uh, in 2017. Okay. And um, I have, again, just been very fortunate uh-huh. to, to get opportunities to do some very fun and exciting exciting and different, you know, non-mundane and just Mm. challenging, ever-changing projects from through the lens of a recruiter. So yeah, that's my story. Sounds exciting. I love the fact that you said, you know, because I think a lot of times people don't understand that this function that we call HR has lots of different elements to it. Absolutely. I love the fact that you said that talent acquisition can be standalone, is standalone, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of people don't understand what it takes. So break it down for us. Okay. What is talent acquisition? What does it entail? Okay. So talent acquisition would be similar although it can also be like you said under the umbrella of hr it can also be its own umbrella so let's look at hr as like a big golf umbrella Uh (laughs) exactly and then look at ta as like one of those little sections if you have the um the golf umbrellas that i have like the blue and white or different colors yeah we can fit you I'm saying like you can fit a full ta umbrella under the golf umbrella so yeah look at it this way so there are, uh, again, different jobs, right. so to speak, inside of TA. So everyone knows, uh, when people use talent acquisition and recruiting synonymously, right. but, I, but I like to say that, TA, that recruiting um, has a definitive beginning and ending point, okay. meaning the act of recruiting, of doing right. that job, it starts with a need. It starts with a hiring need Mm -hmm. and it ends 
when someone starts. Right. Because everything else can be called something else. Because then it becomes retention. Right. And it becomes employee experience, experience. And, empo- uh-huh. and employee engagement. Yes. And those type of things. So that's why I say like recruiting has a, a definite beginning All right, stop. and an ending mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Although it can also be continuous, but TA is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no straight line of right. what starts and what stops. We skip a lot of steps. Yes. Uh, I call it, you know, it's kind of like that game and I'm going to age myself. So, you know, I am trying to look younger today, uh, but, you know, <laughs> there uh, it's like shoots and ladders. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, people still play board games, but yes, mm-hmm. that's that's what TA is. All okay. those moving parts, all those yes. different, all those different characters or players on the board at the same time, trying to get to the same point, you know, competing right. interest, rolling the dice, mm-hmm. going up, going down. You know, going up the ladder is great. You know, you can skip some steps. You might shoot all the way up to the finish yeah. line, but you might be, you know, gradually going up, 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 you know, uh-huh. just hitting those milestones and then hit a, hit a slide. And I go agree right, right down. down. That's been my life over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been hitting a lot of slides. Oh and my goodness. Not the good ones where people slide into your DMs. You uh, know, like, yeah. Back to the starting line. Mm. hang in there hang in there it'll be be okay it'll be okay so thank you for sharing that and giving us that example because I think that's really important for people to understand as leaders in organizations it's always bugged me when people say oh you know HR is just hiring and firing when there's, when there's so much more to who we are and what we do as professionals. But the fact that talent acquisition um, can very much hold its own and have a team of its own is something that I think a lot of leaders need to pay attention to. I think it's becoming more prevalent or more, not prevalent, it's not the right word, but I think it's becoming more evident um, as we are still in this, um, we'll call it strange mm-hmm. uh, and chaotic workplace development and job employment landscape. Yeah, uh, you know we have all of these nice little names we like to call things. You know the great resignation, resignation the great reshuffle, shuffle. all of those things, but. Yeah. I think that people are really starting to see the impact, the long-term impact, Uh, not all, not necessarily the reactionary stuff that we have to do because that's just a part of our, of our jobs too, but really seeing what goes into building these strategies that sometimes you guys don't fully let us uh, get through. (laughs) And I do think, that that there are more um, organizational leaders mm-hmm. who historically were not very attuned or even very uh, receptive to mm-hmm. HR being a partner. Yeah, I think they're opening up to that a bit more. Yeah, when yeah. they're seeing that this isn't because you know being in TA, I hear I hear all the time anybody can be a recruiter. Yep. Okay. Anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone could be a recruiter. Anyone could be an HR. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Uh-huh. Just like, let me take off my shoes for one day. You try it. 
Let me know how like that works that. out for you. I'm going to add that to my lexicon. Let me take off my shoes for you. Yeah. Here you are. Here you go. Give it a try. <laughs> you let me know how that works out for you. Because like I'm sure when they come back, they go, okay, I, I, I get it. I, and I definitely hats off to you, you know? Yes. So let me, I want to ask you, um, what are the three biggest challenges that you have experienced over the last two years um, mm. through COVID? What have been some of the biggest challenges for you working with organizations in your role? The added imbalance of talent to jobs mm-hmm. has been a challenge. Being in this, in this type of role where we are client facing, and I don't mean just inside of the organization or with our customers, depending on the type of recruiters that we are, mm-hmm. but also with job seekers, like not being able to consistently like be in person um, is very challenging in this type of role because onboarding is uh is also challenging Challenging. and we can't anticipate those or we can't control those Mm -hmm. external factors like the mail didn't come so the person didn't get their computer um someone doesn't have reliable um internet access if they work in an office type of job uh people getting to work again like just all of the the infrastructure issues that people don't think about that are outside of just your workplace. You know, I I just recently, I want to give an example, because again, I'm in a privileged place. I've worked remotely for five years or so. Yeah. Five Uh or six years going on six years. Six years. Yeah. And even before that, even, you know, I was, I could, work from home when I needed to, or I could work remotely when I needed to, when it was, when it was better for me to do so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have the setup already, you know, I have an office I can go into, you know, I, I mm-hmm. make sure Verizon uh, keeps my service connected and yes. I have, and I have a T-Mobile hotspot in the event that Verizon is acting funny. So like, there are things that I have, yes, well, that have it. I don't know if you saw a post I made back in, uh, I don't even know when it, it might've been two years ago now uh-huh. um, around Father's Day. And I was like, I'm sitting here waiting for the Verizon tech because <laughs> because our, um, power box or whatever it's called yes. it, it died so yeah anyway um there are things we don't think about like we don't think about people who now that the world is opening back up a little bit uh-huh. like asking them to come into work now and how the people who you know either had to use public transportation because of where they live because it's just more convenient or because mm-hmm. that's their only means of getting from point a to b yeah like, that that service is now limited or that the route no longer goes to this, to this place. Or when you get there, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like I needed notebooks um, and I'm a contractor for um, a a phenomenal organization, you know, a global organization. And these are things you don't think about. Like I'm a note taker. Uh And again, I buy my own supplies, but now I'm like, wait a minute, I need notebooks. I'm using up my stuff. So, I asked, how do I get notebooks? And people didn't know. 
Because mm-hmm. we used to be able to just go into go the, into the supply closet and get what you needed. And guess what? Even if I, and, and there is an office close by that I can go drive to, but even if I went there, they haven't been there for two years. Yeah. So no one's ordered any supplies wow. <laughs> or I can't get, or there's no one there to let me in at the time that's convenient for me. So like I said, there's a lot of things that, that we're not really um, taking into account because we're yeah. only seeing through our lens. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's been a, that's been a problem too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I guess the third one has just been the uncertainty, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to recruiters, cause they expect us or even HR too, you yeah. know, whatever your HR function is, whether it be, whether it be recruiting or whether it be something else, they expect us to have all the answers, yeah. but there's still so much uncertainty mm-hmm. about when we're going back to work. If we are. Yeah. And when we do, what is that schedule going to be? Um, what is the policy now for someone who does want to tell a, want to telework in a role that was not previously teleworking, but can be done right. telework, you yeah. know, what are we going to do with the people who don't come back and that we allow to continue to, to telework. And now we have a office that's only 40 or 50% um, capacity. Like, yeah. do we continue with this lease? So yeah, the, the mm-hmm. uncertainty and then, mm-hmm. you know, job seekers ask those questions. They want to know up front yeah. and they deserve to know those answers. They do. And there's only so many times you can say, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. For that. Um, and they're thinking, well, these people don't know what they're doing. I mean, exactly. I'm not doing this. So yeah, that, that's the, that will be the, the top, my, my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I couldn't agree with you more on a lot of those. And I, I never even, I mean, I guess because even though I am a, a, an external contractor, um, I guess there are certain things for me that are just a given that I know I should have. Um, right. But even if I didn't have, even if I didn't have it, the fact that I should have access to it based on who I'm working with is something I I, I definitely need to give consideration to going forward so thank you for sharing that but let me ask you what are your what are your top three HR trends for 2022 your oh I'm not doing that (laughs) your trends your trends in TA I'm just gonna keep it 100 like I'm too tired to to know what's going on in the world like I I just I just responded to emails from January 13th Mm. and I started to start each one with, I had to prioritize roles that were open and um, roles that we were interviewing for and those job seekers before I could do this discovery call with you. Yeah. Like, so like, those are the types of things that I'm just catching up on. So what does that put me like two, I'm like two weeks behind Mm. on doing things or, you know, having the bandwidth yeah. so to, speak, to help people who you know are not applying but still want to know more about the company that I work mm-hmm. for and mm-hmm. I do and I do feel like I, I should give those people this you know give those people a level of attention but right. I have to be I have to be honest and I have to be transparent forthcoming and say listen there are people that you know I'm dealing with right now who who have these um who have these immediate needs I have to prioritize this yeah I have to prioritize these things um so I guess that's a I don't know if that's a trend I guess the trend of being like 
people being more empathetic, uh-huh. uh, people being more aware, um, mm-hmm. and people being more accountable, and people not trying to do everything. Like those yes. would be the trends I would say. Like, yeah, say no. You know, you uh-huh. my post, no it doesn't yes. mean nothing. It means next opportunity, and uh-huh. we'll get to it when we get to it. Say right. no when you need to, because set your boundaries. Please. Peace yeah, of that, mind is important. If you if you have no mind, you can't work. No, we can't. Our profession cannot run on empty. Our yeah. profession cannot run on fumes. Our profession cannot be down in the goat. I mean, down in the goat, down in the dumps. <laughs> I was thinking about Shally and like, don't take my goat because like, uh-huh. I, I don't even know where my goat is. Like it used to be in my bookcase right here, but I don't even know where it is. I think I threw it away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would benefit from? Again, I just don't have the bandwidth to have anything like uh, HR related. So I'm trying to- No, period, period. Okay, I was like, because when I take my time off- period. Yeah, period. All right, so if you haven't already, the new new season of Ozark is out. I've already finished it, uh, watching You already finished it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Duh. No, I, no, no, no. I'm serious. Like I said, like my weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, I do my extreme best not to do any work. work. Me too. And Me I too. Sit there and I enjoy my shows. Yes. Another good show, Abbott Elementary. Um, again, I watch it on Wednesdays. It comes out on Tuesdays, I believe, but I watch uh-huh. it on Wednesdays. When and there's no it, ads. Oh, yeah, I watch it on Hulu. <laughs> um, the next day, because I got to watch This Is Us on yeah. Tuesday night. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I want to get ahead of that one. I want to stay current <laughs> with this, this Is Us, because the internet will ruin that, those type, very popular yes. for you. So those are those are my, my, my shows right uh-huh. now. Um, Reading, I just got the new Zora Neale Hurston book. Um, I pre-ordered it, and it's, uh-huh. uh, you don't you don't know us Negroes. Uh, okay. Again, I, I feel like it's going to be a fantastic read. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to bring some emotions out of me, but it's not work related, so right. so I'll go with that. Uh-huh. And then music, I have to have something on in the background all the time. And normally, uh, in the morning, uh, I have church. Right. Uh, <laughs> I do, okay. I miss church. Like uh-huh. I listen to gospel playlists, right? Um, and sometimes forget that I am not a singer. Um, <laughs> Who's on your playlist? I like uh, traditional gospel choir music. So okay. I'm a Richard Smallwood, Hezekiah Walker. I used to follow him around the country. Excuse me. I used to follow him whenever he came to Philadelphia. I used to. I had to be there. You know, okay. I, I wasn't even Kojic, but I would be at their convocation if he was there. Like every time, sitting there, like. I had a, yeah, that's a, that's a conversation for a different time too. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You can have worse crushes when you're young, right? It's true. And it's perfectly so, fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then classic hip hop. Um, love it. Like I, I have nineties playlists with songs that I still can recite word for word. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I love. And, yes. And, and not to down the new hip hop. Cause I love, I like Young Thug. I don't know why. I think it's the, I think it's the melody, like okay. the way that, he kind of sing raps. So yeah, I do like I do like Young Thug, and <laughs> y'all are gonna cancel me, but 
I like future. Future? Yeah, oh. again, it's not the words. It's more the beat, it's the melody, it's the the music that yeah. I like. He has great production. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Go. Well, I'm not going to cancel you for that. It's you only to each his own, to each his own. You know what you like. I do. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> the last question, the biggest question. What is the, I'm going to say, what is the biggest misconception about talent acquisition that really bothers you? You want to set the record straight on right here, right now. What do you want to tell the people about talent acquisition that they just got totally wrong? That we're your partner. Like, we're not your enemy. We are not a force, a gatekeeper in the bad sense of the word. Um, We're not your enemy. We're your partner. We're your collaborator. We're your advocate. Uh, We are your champion. A lot of times, uh, we are a source of information. Like, we are everything (laughs) like we are not we are not bad we are not something to stay away from you know Mm -hmm. and and we are not something that can be replaced by automation Mm -hmm. like our jobs are too important uh for us to give everything away uh to to, uh Mm -hmm. although you know technology is definitely a part i I like to say recruiters and hr need to be both high tech and high tech exactly a balance a delicate balance but a balance that is important nonetheless thank you so much for sharing that and with that being said kirsten greggs you have survived your time in the sample today i want to thank you so much for joining me i will be sharing all of your resources in the comments as well as your link to your twitter LinkedIn so that people can reach out and connect with you but I wish you all the best and thank you so much thank you thank you for joining us in the sound booth today I hope that you found this information from this episode useful you can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney that's I am Julie Turney and you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next Sound Off.